Sexpot Comedy, collaborative, community-driven comedy from Denver, Colorado. Now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. You are such a geek. <laughs> what is a geek? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Broadcast Geeks coming to you as always from the comedy room inside El Truda, the Five Star Dive Bar inside the lovely ballpark of Denver, Colorado. Uh, we are, what, your Power great, trio? great Lakes uh, Adventures? Oh, yeah. Yes, this is, uh, we're the Illuminati right now. The Mountain Time Avengers. <laughs> Mountain Time Avengers, there you go. I am Black Bolt. And I'm... Uh, Gorgon, I got the hoofs. Oh, we have to be an inhuman. Yeah, no. those are the only two I know. I think uh, <laughs> I'll be. Uh, I'll be. Dog. I'll be Medusa. I'm bald, just like she is on the show. There so you there you go. Although my beard could do some work. Yeah, could stretch out. <laughs> That'd be so gross. Beardusa. Could you imagine eating pizza pot, pizza rolls with your beard, letting it lift into your face? That would be I've actually done it. Yeah, that's true. They got you one know, caught in there and it rolled right in. Yeah. <clears throat> Never to be seen again. Some, well, <laughs> they get seen again, but uh, yeah. it's bad. Have you ever had deep fried pizza rolls? They're really good. I'm going to. Deep fried pizza rolls? Yeah, Chance, friend of the show, Chance Moylan, uh, he, <laughs> he deep fried some pizza rolls. I've never even thought that. They were always just go right Yeah, no, because they're already fucking fried. No, they're not. They're just dough, aren't well, they? Yeah, well, the, yeah, but... It's at least yeah. baked a little bit. I don't know. They I've, should not be deep. I've had so they them were in the oven and they're good. I've had them in the microwave. They're less good, but they're tolerable. They're they're more mushy if you microwave a pizza roll. But sometimes you don't got ten to twelve minutes in a preheated oven. No, that's where the toaster oven comes in. Yes. <laughs> but now you got your deep fryer that changes the game. So broadcast meats today. <laughs> broadcast <laughs> pizza rolls. Pizza. Broadcast pizza rolls. <laughs> but uh, do we give our real names? Jeff Albright. Nate Baldwin. I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. <laughs> it does feel like midnight. No, that, we're tucked that, way back in the room room. We are shades drawn. I feel like we're in the clover field right now, like waiting for you know, like it just seems like there's a. I mean, obviously there is people also in the bar, but. How many? How many do you think of us three survive Cloverfield? I wouldn't. That's for sure. I'm thinking zero. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big runner. Mm. I'd rather just kind of stop and just like face it. But what if you could just hide really good? I have a shotgun. It's not like a samurai sword. So I mean, if you hide really good, the Cloverfield's gonna eat all the people. And then go away. I'm more afraid of the people than I am the monsters in any situation like that. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, to me, that's more I'm thinking of where the shotgun and the sword come in, where I'm defending myself against looters, as you would say. Yes. Um, the last piece I need for that is a motorcycle with a sidecar. So, you're going post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the sidecar's function more is because I don't know how to really ride a motorcycle. So, I figured it gives it more like it's not a motorcycle then. It's like driving... Sure, you know what I mean? The balance and like riskiness is less. You're just and then you can put your dog in there, I guess, if you have one. So, that's so two uh, out of three of us will make it in your motorcycle with a sidecar. That's true. Well somebody can ride on back and then someone can put the dog in their lap in the sidecar and we can maybe make it. You can have a sh you We're debating a oh, looks good. We're debating doing a um you a two-parter with the other th three other geeks tomorrow night, so that may happen. By the way, if this one gets weird, and your motors, I'll, I guess I'll ride on back. Make have the sidecar, and you can have a shirt that says, "If you can read this, the Mitch fell off." <laughs> Mitch fell off. That would be good. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we'll just rename T-shirt wrestling. <laughs> we'll just rename the dog Mitch. Can you open Sturgis this year? 
the dog oh, man. man. I bet that would get him, and then I go uh <laughs> for the next forty. So yeah, then just be like carburetors. Uh, am I right? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about leaving this stage. <laughs> And they make me ride You guys know about Altamont? <laughs> oh, man. Broadcast. Speaking of murder. Broadcast geeks. Glass from Sturgis. Yeah. Oh, God. What's up, guys? You want to talk about Supergirl? Yeah. Oh, God. They probably do. They probably do. Lots I mean, of Power Girls and Power Girls. So. But yes, speaking of speaking murder. of murder, didn't that, didn't that happen in Altamont? Is that right? Yeah, Was that the concert, the Rolling Stones yes. concert? Or the, yeah, yeah, the the Hell's Angels. Yeah, were, killed uh, some crowd members. Well, we watched. We're, I started last night. I think Nate did too. Mitch is going to start it. It's, start it's, it's like it's spreading like wildflower. I think everybody talking about the show Mine Hunter on Netflix. Serial killer, kind of. I always kind of like to say something meets something. So to me, the first thing was uh, True Detective meets Silence of the Lambs, kind of thing. Um, Dude, it was very obvious, but yeah. I, I, I do think that it's as good as the first season of True Detective. De- yeah, I think so too. It's definitely better than the second season of True Detective, yeah. by far. Um, I think it has grabbed me a little more than first season of True Detective. And are we doing spoilers about this show? I'm not. I haven't finished it yet, so it wouldn't yeah, be a total not, spoiler. Well, and this wouldn't be a spoiler. But I think what I love about it is you're watching the beginning of the just like. It's, it's cool to watch a moment in time in human development where we learn a skill. And in this show, it's like we're learning a skill how to identify and catch serial killers because we don't even know what they are, you know. And, and they kind of mentioned in the show that... Yeah, he calls them sequence killers. Yeah, sequence killers. And that's the other thing is coming up with the names that they sit there and say, should we call it this? And it's like you're literally watching the people that defined the, the definitions for what serial killers are and the mindsets and the psychology. Uh, they're kind of not live, but it's just it's, it's an insanely cool uh, take and a glimpse on kind of seeing protocol. I love FBI stuff, so that was the other thing, is watching the protocol aspect of the FBI, of changing the vocabulary that they use in training, and it was just like, fuck, this show is so deep. Is it more... um is it more uh, in-depth than, like... Oh, shit. Uh, is it, like... How uh, detective-y is it on a, like get on the Dexter scale? No, it's it's. Is it more? Uh, on, does it focus more on the detectives? I guess rather than well, they're they're FBI instructors. Yeah, it's yeah. all told from their point of view. Yeah. Oh, cool. So they're trying to catch this sick bastard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, they're trying to. No, they're they're. Tr- it's an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, I like that formula already. No, they're just trying to figure out how you identify serial killers. This guy has this idea that we have to think differently. Basically, this FBI instructor, he's like, "What we're doing?" Because it's it's at the time where serial killers are starting to rise. Yes, yeah, 1977. 77. So it's the and first time. So this is pre-Star Wars. Yeah. Well, that's after Manson. It's, it's, yeah. it's right Star there. Wars. Yeah. Star Wars might have been released in the year that this <laughs> we're tying Wars this all together. Happened. Broadcast. It's true. Threads, Maybe Star man. Wars is what started the spike <laughs> in serial killers. People Damn you! Chewie didn't get a medal. <laughs> well, I could see that. Some of these people are very unhinged on the show, but it's based in like semi-reality, based on a book uh, that I need to read now. Um, but it's fucking great, man. Com- Very well cast. Novel or word book? A uh, word book. No pictures. No. Well, there might be some dead body pics within the the book. I would assume. <laughs> some FBI really photos. Really yeah. Kind of like printed on some FBI when photos. They printed in like a word book. They're all black and white. On newsprint. Yeah, it definitely. That's one thing. It's all ASCII pictures of dead bodies. Now to totally geek it out, one of my all-time favorite geek shows is uh, by far is uh, Fringe. And Anna Torv from Fringe is a, is just fucking wonderful in the show, and she just like she was in Fringe. She's not on a lot of stuff, um, so to see her come back in a really cool, like just kick-ass role, she's just man. I love Fringe. If you guys have never watched Fringe, it's a must-watch. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think he died during. How many episodes is Mindhunter? Well, I don't know. I figured thirteen because it's Netflix. Yeah. Well, I'm six it or sounds seven, great. Eight. I'm going to watch it. Dude, it's intense, man. It's really intense. And you get a really just cool look inside the FBI, which I love. I yelled at the TV several yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. And well, there's not even any, like, gore or, like, scary violence or anything. Uh, it's just... 
Uh, the you fucking people. Yeah. Like, like. The uh, FBI director guy, I don't know if he's the director, but their boss, the main boss guy, is the president in one or two of the X-Men films. I do know, I remember that. It's the one where uh, uh, Nightcrawler breaks into the, the White House. Um, the president in X2? that one. Yeah, X2. That's the, a, such a great story. Yeah, he's the FBI director in this. But man, I'm fucking hooked. I'm probably going to finish it today. <laughs> All right, well, you guys have sold me. I'm going to watch it. And, and putting it in my Google Keep. I know Jake isn't here, but I will mention that I did start DuckTales. And yeah, it's pretty well, goddamn good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only like three or four episodes in, but I, I literally laughed out loud uh, several times. And I thought it's, it's a little more kind of, yeah, punchy, more a little more adult than I thought it would be. And there's more Donald than I thought, which is really cool. Yeah. I didn't think there'd be a lot of Donald. David Tennant as Scrooge is yeah, really good. Yeah, it sucks you in right away. It's you know kind it's David of weird Tennant. to listen yeah. to the old Scrooge now, but like... When I when I think Scrooge McDuck in my head, he doesn't have David Tennant's voice. He has the old Scrooge sure. voice. Sure, I didn't really watch the old one. I love that. Now, can I ask this? Is the bear that's the driver? Is that the bear that was the pilot in what was the other cartoon where the the bear flew the fucking Indiana Jones uh, plane? Uh, Tailspin. Tailspin. Is that the same bear or the same character? Uh, I don't know. I've only seen the pilot episode of Ducktales, the two part pilot. Yeah, I think he's in that though. It's, it's just like broy surfer bear driver, and I think that's the bear from Tailspin, which I do. No shit. I don't remember well. Yeah. yeah. Something like. Well, no, I don't think it's Baloo. Blue the bear. He was the pilot. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm wrong. Okay, it is a bear pilot. Kick cloud kicker. Yeah, that was a good show. Man, the Disney afternoon, everybody. Quack pack. We don't have the big board, so I'm gonna open the online. Before. No, that's cool. Uh, I was gonna look up how much episodes was in Mindhunter. Uh, I guess what, guys? I watched shows this week. The Do one tell. time that everyone doesn't show up. The, the CW. <laughs> I haven't watched any, so it'll be fun to hear you just... I, I, we're switching places, on We this are. Thing. This is Bizarro World. Yeah. Cloverfield Monsters Outside. Okay. This I have not watched have Arrow, and you have, so... I watched The Flash and Supergirl. I haven't watched Riverdale, oh, yeah, Legends, yeah. or Arrow yet. I'm going to do it tonight. But uh, for, I accidentally... Like, I watched the first half of what I thought was the Supergirl season premiere, and then the next day I was like, I'm just going to... random episode that CW app showed It was the one where, um, like, the eight, like, Lana Luthor... Lana Luthor, yeah, I like her. She was, uh, she had that big machine that she kept turning on, and, like, whenever she would, like, all the aliens would, like, freak out and get purple eyes. Yeah, that was the uh, season finale, I believe. Oh, was from last season. Got it. So that was the newest episode. And then I was like, I was kind of falling asleep, so I'm just going to start it over. And then the second time I watched the actual season premiere, which uh, I guess Monel is dead. Monel didn't, or he went. He went to a different realm or something. Yeah, Yeah, he went back home, didn't he? So his mom wouldn't destroy the place. He went back to. Not, he's not from Krypton, right? He's, no, he's from the neighboring planet, whatever it was called. He was in the Krypton system. It was like a, the yeah. fraternity planet next door. That's <laughs> kind of how they describe them all. Yeah, There are like frat, frat, planet frat. <laughs> Yo, Bryler. Yeah. I can drink so many beers because of this red sun. That's <laughs> yeah, how they portrayed him, though. Oh, man. Dude, Planet Frat would be such a great mid '90s sitcom. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh god. Well, looks like we can make it. It can be a nice graphic novel now. Planet Frat. What about the Flash? You said Flash. Well, um, first of all, wait. There is a part in Supergirl where. Okay. There was a submarine attacking the city, right, Nate? Hmm. Yes. And she went underwater, and they're like, she can't breathe underwater. Is that... I thought, I thought Superman didn't... And Supergirl, hmm. Kryptonians didn't necessarily have to breathe. They totally do. They do. I would yeah. think they do. And they're a carbon-based life form. Yes. And think about this. What if, you, what if you didn't have... Well, they could hold their breath like a motherfucker, right? Yeah. yeah. You could hold your breath for uh, long enough to punch an asteroid. I would almost not bet... Much longer. So Superman, despite being an alien, he and being powered by the yellow sun in the vacuum of space, he no. has... He has 
has to breathe. If you remember yeah. in Superman, the original movie, uh, when Lex Luthor puts the kryptonite chain on him, he does it in water, so he loses his power and goes under water and will die because he can't breathe, even because in the Krypton's keeping right. him down. And almost in, I mean, it seems like what Batman wanted to do to him too, in <laughs> Batman versus Superman, because they had him by the water there. Um, but it, uh, obviously in this, imagine if he didn't have to, and the concentration it would take to have to breathe all the time, so everybody didn't think you were a weirdo, because it would be noticeable. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You just weren't breathing. You just weren't ever breathing everywhere you, guys you went. You noticed that Clark, despite being a large man that like moves a lot... He never breathes. doesn't breathe. <laughs> you're dating Supergirl, and during sex, she just never... You're just like, man, this is embarrassing. <laughs> just, 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 she does, let alone sweat, and she just doesn't even breathe. Just a bunch of so I, yeah. Lois saying... I didn't, hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm just being really nice to a new guy. <laughs> well, I'm, so I was mistaken. I was under the impression that they didn't necessarily have to breathe. That's why they could go out in space. But I guess in Superman the animated series, he not only had a space suit, but he also had a like little underwater breather suit, like a Star Wars Jedi little breather. That's what Batman uses. Those, those things are I real. think they I don't just made him have those suits like, so they could sell more action figures. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the key, dude. <laughs> like, I had so many Batman action figures. Like, remember that episode of Batman the Animated Series where Batman had a... Right, like he had a completely orange bat suit and yeah. a parachute. Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't happen. Oh. They just made it up so they could have a toy. Of yeah, there's probably a pop vinyl. <laughs> this was shit. the pop vinyl of back in the mid nineties. We did get a pop vinyl and it worked with, and it was really cool. And I thought of you it was the Batman the animated series. It was Robot Batman. Oh fuck! But the yeah. face is completely missing, so you get the Batman suit and everything, but it's the robot face, and it's the cool. chase variant. Which the, is the hard act Batman. Yeah, and it's hard. Oh. to Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah, it's really cool looking. I'll that's try that it. twist? I'll, yeah, well, I have it on, online, I think, because it's a hard one to find. Dude, we can, we, can, we can pull that one. That's one of my favorite. That's the one that's that a really like, good I one. had on, like, a recorded VHS. Mm -hmm. I remember watching that a lot, where uh, Robot Batman fucking tries to take over. Yeah. The pop line is one of the cooler ones I've ever seen. I see, I, I see a lot himself of them. to yeah. be the real... He's like, I'm a robot. I never knew I was a robot, but I'm actually Bruce Wayne. Speaking of, I'm trying to watch Gotham. It just... You said you lot in the just, chat. You said you I just lost. sit there and I try, and I'm just like... And they got him being kind of batty with, like, the cowl and the head and the cape and his coat, and he's fighting dudes in the alley and stopping crime, but it just... He just does not. But he's still, like, 17. Yeah, and he's skinny, and he just wears turtlenecks all the time because you know he's skinny. It's just like... It just doesn't feel like Batman to me, and it's it's definitely an Elseworld story. Right. Um, and I like aspects of it. I'm excited for maybe maybe the Solomon Grundy part will uh, kind of pick it up. But I just I don't know. I don't feel it. I just don't feel the show. Alfred's great. I think Alfred's like the the main. Oh, Sean Pertwee's yeah, the best. The best part about the show. Yeah. Well, why would. Uh... I mean, like, why, if you're going to be a vigilante, why wouldn't you just go to the bat right away? Why wouldn't you just, like... Well, what they're doing on the show, what it, to me, is Luther's going to build him into the bat, Luther Fox, by... He's kind of sending, supplying him with stuff, and then some, we haven't seen why he becomes the bat, the symbol, because he's not the symbol yet. So but he feels a little old to be falling into a well and then being scared of bats at, when you're already fighting street crime and you have a rogues gallery of fucking criminals that you're going to fight that are 20 years older than you each, you know, you know, 10 years, whatever it is. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I feel like they're going backwards or something. It is... He's already fighting Ra's al Ghul. Like, it's just yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And it's I'm a poorly cast. detective. It's You're 14 years old. <laughs> It's a bad, it's not a good Ra's al Ghul. I think the CW Ra's al Ghul, the Arrow Ra's al Ghul is way it's better. It's fucking great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the Ra's al Ghul they use for uh, Gotham is not great. So, speaking of Arrow, you guys have both watched it. Spoil it. I don't give a fuck. I haven't watched Arrow. Oh, you haven't? I watched Supergirl and The Flash. Okay. Well, do you want, should we go on to The Flash before Arrow? You've watched Arrow, right? I've watched them all. Okay, so let's do okay. a little Flash talk. Okay, so The Flash, they spent half the episode of being Team Kid Flash. Yeah. Wally is the leader, de facto leader. He still wear yellow or red? He's still wearing yellow. Yeah, uh, well, he's not the de facto leader because nobody else believes in Team Kid Flash. 
Like they well, specifically okay, so Iris say, and Joe are the de facto leaders. Iris is or Cisco. It, it, well, I mean, it's Caitlin uh, is there is no. running everything. Caitlin is not Caitlin there for most of the episode. Eventually, but she's killer for us. In a bar, she's not. Okay. Yeah, she's just Caitlin, okay. uh, working with two doctorates and a PhD at a bar. Uh, at a bar. Yeah, it's probably a TGI Fridays, so it makes sense. Oh no, it's a CD bar. Ooh. Yeah, it's like uh, El Chirito, the five circle <laughs> bar. <laughs> Cisco goes in and orders a Shirley Temple, and then. Uh, well, he doesn't. He asks for something uh, sexy, sugary, and chilled, I believe. Shirley Temple. And, and she turns around and gives him a Shirley Temple. Uh, that's so killer, Frost. Uh, <laughs> but, so he convinces her to come back to the team because he's got an idea to get Barry out of the Speed Force. And uh, in the meanwhile, there's this robot samurai jetpack weirdo that is like can cut through everything. That's a comic book character. I remember he knew the name, but it's like... Or wouldn't it, there's like a team of them or something yeah, like that. I believe they call them a Samadroid. Yeah, Samadroid. There's like a whole, they, they appear once in a while in, in DC lore. Like out right. of nowhere. Yeah, okay. So this, this thing's terrorizing the city and Wally and Cisco are pretty much defending the city uh, with Iris running like, you know, guy, quote unquote guy in the chair, you know? running the tech team and being yeah, like hey, Iris is doing a Felicity Oracle yes she's Felicity Oracling um, and Joe is also like right alongside with Kid Flash and uh, uh, Vibe like he's driving his brand new Jeep whatever the fuck advertising dollars <laughs> it can keep up with Kid Flash and Vibe Anyway, but like, so there's this robot samurai jetpack dude that demands to see the Flash or he's going to destroy the city. And they say, in 24 hours, I'm going to destroy the city. And uh, so they come back and they're like, let's give him the Flash. So Wally puts on the red suit and it's dope. And it's a really great scene. It was like one of those fuck yeah moments. Sure. Okay. I'm excited. Then while he comes at the samurai, uh, immediately loses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets stabbed in the leg. Like you do when you're a Flash. Um, well, and they even say, like, the sword went right through your fibula. Like, if you weren't a Flash, you would be totally fucked. Uh, yeah, however, yeah. in four to five hours, you'll, you'll be healed. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Because your bones vibrate or something. So bearded Barry comes back, little edgy. So they get him. They, they have they get kill, uh, Caitlin to come back, and then they have some. What do they do? They like sent some sort of speed force charged ball into the fucking speed force and got Barry out of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't very well explained. Uh, but yeah, they yeah they send some sort of weirdly charged thing into the Speed Force using the speed cannon that they built last season to stop ah, Savage. Right. And somehow that lets Barry out. But it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's where I got confused. It's like they almost forgot that part and then when they were writing the season. They're like, oh fuck, how are we going to get him back? <laughs> Throw it just right. Well, I'm sure it's a speed bubble grabber gun that you just... I'm sure that's going to fuck them over later in the season. seemingly totally sentient speed force seems totally cool. Just just having a ball inside. Yeah. I, uh... That part didn't make any sense. But, so Barry comes back and he's like... He's a rambling lunatic. Like, he keeps talking and, like, saying nonsensical phrases. And he doesn't recognize anyone. He keeps drawing, like, things on the wall. And no one can figure out what it means. Um... The rhyming is bad too. He yeah. he randomly rhymes things, and it's like it he's fits def- in with like, oh, you're a crazy person. Yeah, he's definitely just doing trying it. to figure out words again. But at the same time, you've also redefined physics with the whole new language you built. Yeah, it's mm. uh, it's weird because he doesn't like recognize anything. Uh, or anyone. Uh, 
and then so the samurai comes back and he realizes that Wally is not the real Flash and now oh, the Flash suit is damaged but Cisco had been secretly building Wally a new suit oh. no not Wally uh, Barry. Yeah. and he's like now I don't know what to do with it so the bit, the climax comes down to it where Iris is like I know how to get Barry to stop being so crazy and she goes to where the samurai is that's like alright I'm gonna destroy the city now kill me and she's like take me he'll come for me and so he does and Joe goes to Barry who's writing on the wall and uh, says Iris is gonna die or something like that and Barry goes he looks he does a swoop and his fucking eyes do a thriller thing or a flash thing I guess and then he goes and he runs away full flash and somehow puts on the new suit. The new suit was working on for him. Shows up at the fucking samurai thing. Immediately is like cogent and knows what to do, and runs around, beats the sam. They find out the fucking samurai is a droid. Yeah. Iris and Barry fucking reconcile. Um, uh, nothing's different. It, this might be the worst Flash episode they've done. Oh man, and it's a premiere. That sucks. And at the end, like it's it's cool, but well, ratings were bad. It was the worst of their any of their season premieres, and it even was worse than Legends season premiere. I think. No, well, I'm, I'm glad that people didn't watch this one. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so who was the villain the at the end? One. They tease. Oh, also they tease that Caitlyn is also she can turn back and forth between Killer Frost. I will. Yeah. Cool. But she's like, well, not at will. Uh, based it, on when, when when she gets mad, she hulks. She hulks. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, uh, which is actually super rad. Yeah. I'm way down with that. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, they show like this lady talks to someone off screen. This is like they got the samurai droid. What do we do next? And it's like some dude, some leader esque, like big brain type guy. It's like I'm thinking. Is that the mad thinker? The thinker? Or the DC? No, that's a Marvel character. That's a Marvel guy. Hmm. The mad yeah, thinker. Yeah, I wasn't hundred percent sure who it was. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we can easily find out. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up right now. But so yeah, it, it it wasn't great. I, the fact that Barry goes back and like they even say like he might have spent ten thousand years in the Speed Force going insane having dementia. Right. And then he comes back it, out. It was six Reinvents months. physics. It turns out uh, all of the things that he reinvented, uh, uh, term, they translate Just to. Just thinker, apparently. It's a bitchin' house. Hmm. Oh, yeah, this house is bitchin'. Or this house is bitchin', yeah. And then immediately, as soon as Iris is in, trouble, in danger, out. he becomes Barry again. Which is fine, but it's pretty dumb. Not the mad thinker, just the regular. The thinker. So, not so good. We saw on our group chat, Christopher Baker was kind of dogging the uh, special effects on Arrow. You watched the Arrow premiere. Yeah, I do not I see that one. love the Arrow premiere. Yeah, I don't know what he's getting. It's always that kind of bad effect. It's always sparks. Instead of explosions, it's just sparks. I thought that was kind of fun. Fine, it's the CW. They blew their budget on that island they blew up. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But it was a great premiere. I mean, the best of the ones so far, I guess, or all of them. And and it's almost kind of a flashback thing. uh, Because they they slowly (laughs) bring characters in and then show you how they got off the island. Okay, cool. Thea's dead, which is pretty disappointing. So Oliver has no family except for the kid now, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, Oliver taking care of the kid. Uh, the child has nightmares about him destroying his mother. And watching everyone blow up on an island, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that too. It's it's not strange that the kid is. Oh, the mom was on the island, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she dies. Yeah. Okay, shit. Well, time to be a superhero. Uh, but everyone else is back. Yeah. Uh, Diggle has... Uh, he, he got shot 
in the arm, and now he can't hold a gun correctly. Oh, man. So the most American problem to have. Is he going to get misty-nighted and have some prosthetic I don't, leg they, arm? I, I might have I'd to push it to a limit and montage. A cyborg arm for Diggle. But he, uh, like, three different times does not take somebody out. Because he can't shoot. Because he can't shoot, yeah. That's a sad Just day. Just a real motherfucker. Well, it hurts everyone else. It immediately hurts uh, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Uh, not Mad Dog. What the fuck is that going say? Renee. But I think that's right. Uh, I missed Arrow. Mad Dog 2020. He's got perfect vision. <laughs> and he's a kind of a drunk. Oh, Mad Dog 2020. He comes in many flavors. Flavors, yeah. Oh, my God. He's wearing grape today. When's the last time you guys drank a Mad Oof, Dog It's been a long time. Fuck. 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Why have Why have you drank Mad Dog in that long ago? Maybe we could go find some on the streets of... Blairmer, pretty close within a well, that's the thing. ten yard radius, twenty yard radius. Yeah, yeah. On <laughs> the Mad streets. Dog Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm. Don't, don't act like you're above Boone's. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I drank. My favorite during that's, that time was that's the Mason Dixon lines. Mad Dog versus Boone's Farm. <laughs> Boone's Farm felt more sophisticated. <laughs> I don't like no carpetbaggers that only drink Mad Dog twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Mr. Boston's pre-made screwdriver. <laughs> oh, that's came, a, oh. It was so awful. It was like Tang with the worst cheap Mr. Boston's vodka, basically. It was so awful. Up in Greeley, there was this liquor store that had a wine-chilling bottle thing, uh, but it was just like... You mean a fridge? No, no. It was a device. It looked like something out of a superhero show, man. Uh, So in this liquor store in Greeley, there was this... In the wine area... Or maybe, uh, I don't know. It was a fucking vat of, it looked like water, but it was some sort of freezing chemical. <laughs> and basically, it's a it was Lazarus like, pit for wine? It, <laughs> that's what it is. It's a Lazarus pit for wine. Thank you, Nate Balding, for breaching into my brain and pulling the right words out. The expiration date on your Dude, mad dog never. I remember <laughs> because it's, like, right. it's like we the idea is forever. buy some nice wine and chill the bottle, but it's you know chill it in less than a minute or whatever. I just specifically drink in the remember car or? chilling a bottle of Mad Dog in that Lazarus pit of wine. <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk about that. I, I don't want to ruin any future dates, but uh, buy some nice wine and chill it is not two things you should do. Oh, because uh, any nice wine is not going to be chilled. Why do they have that vat of weird chemicals? Well, because Boone's Farm is bad. Well, no, like it wasn't meant to be used for like the lower grades. For white wine. Maybe just it was like a like nice white wine. You can bring your like. Hey, buy a bottle of whiskey and chill it instantly right in this vat of weird chemicals on the outside of your bottle. But there, there's no good chilled wine. If you have to chill your liquor, it's a bad liquor. Jägermeister's bad liquor? That's right. <laughs> it's very bad liquor. Tawaka? Oh my God. You know However, it is licorice. You want? Sorry. Jägermeister is a top 10 gross drink. Have you okay? It's have you a ever had top a, three gross drink. Have you ever had a black tooth grin? No. It's a. <laughs> Are you about to punch me in the mouth? <laughs> no, no. It's a. It's a, apparently, according to my friend in Greeley, it was a drink invented by the band Pantera, and it was Jägermeister, Crown Royal, Seagram Seven, and a splash of Coke. Ugh. And, and if you drink that because you like Pantera, you get fucked oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. In college, I drank Jägermeister and root beer. That sounds pretty good. It is actually kind of... It makes like just... That doesn't sound too bad, It's actually. not that bad. And it I makes you like, could drink that hot, you know, at the ice skate. Oof, God, I don't know about that. Oof. Hot? <laughs> a warm one? Hot Jägermeister. Maybe, yeah, there you go. Maybe Jägermeister and a warm, like, hot apple cider. Like, that might not be Heat up bad. a shot of Jägermeister and dump it in a coffee? Oof. 
Welcome to broadcast drinks, everybody. Yeah, really. Jeez, sorry, I didn't mean to derail. <laughs> we're getting on. We're getting like deep into Basically, the alcohol. Basically, what we're saying is that I was just what? thinking about doing it before work. We are recording this in a bar. In a bar. CW forced us to drink <laughs> this week. The premiere week. <laughs> God right. forced us to it, drink. Uh, well, not all of them. Because <laughs> the River, Riverdale was amazing. That was fucking an intense premiere. Oh, did you you watch that? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was it about? Uh, they're just coming back from last season. Oh no, it's like jumping right into it. Archie's dad got shot at Archie Pop's Diner. Uh, yeah, no, probably. He's still in the hospital. Uh, yeah. Archie's dad is Luke Perry. No, Luke Perry. Dad is no, Perry. Luke Perry. Uh, <gasps> they're having. They're no. at Pop's Diner. They get no, shot by a quote-unquote stick-up guy. It turns out he didn't take any money, so it looked like a hit. And Archie's covered in blood. Covered. It was like a lot episode. of blood. It's a lot. Of oh, blood. so he's fucked up for life. He's all mentally fucked up. Yeah. But he almost re- father's it, blood. It reestablishes his his bond with Veronica. Um, what else? There's. She's like the one person who says, "Maybe you should get a different shirt." Yeah, and Andy. take a shower, and then yeah. I'll get in it with you. So that happens. There we, yeah, it's uh, wow. They don't they don't show that in the Archie comics. No. That's for sure. Oh, and then you get to finally see who Veronica's father is. So he makes his premiere. I don't remember the actor's name, but you've seen he's been on some. Yeah, Hiram Lodge. Hiram Lodge uh, makes com- an appearance. He, he's the uh, the closing act. Is look, it's Hiram Lodge. Yeah. Uh, What's his last name? Lodge. Lodge. Cheryl Blossom. You get to see her kind of blossom into more of a. Uh, fucking psychopath, which is going to be great. Wow. Um, she's addictive, fucking crazy. Well, I mean, is it? It's it's much like the show Man- Mindhunter. Now that I think about it, the, how your mother treats you is how you're gonna. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If your mom treats you like shit, you're gonna probably be a sociopath. Um, I don't know. And then the big thing was that you get another murder. There's a murder right at the end of the episode. Oh shit! And it's kind of a throwback to a character you forget about from season one. Gets taken out. I don't want to spoil it, I guess. Kind of leave it out there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because I'm rewatching season one with my lady right now, and in that, this character has kind of left season one, and it's just like, I'm kind of like, remember this person, because they'll be back. But, uh, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a dark season, obviously. It's going to be fucked up, man. Oh, well, I mean. Yeah. Like, already also, like, Veronica's mom is an insane person. Like, as soon as Hiram shows up, she goes into this whole other mode where she's... Oh, she's gangster. She's, like, yeah. mafioso. Yeah. Uh, which makes me think that Hiram is an abusive monster. Sure. I think they're both a little nervous of Veronica, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Well, because she's, like, a, a, a chaos element. Yeah, yeah. And she has control more than her mother does because she said in last season your dad left, you know, this percentage to you. That's when she forged her signature in season one, uh, which she won't probably be able to do again. So, yeah, I love it. It's an intense show. It's one of the shows I had to catch live the, the, this week. The other being uh, The Gifted. That is Gifted kind of my new favorite so show as far as the good. superhero shows. No I think. shit. Two episodes what only. What am I missing? What? It's an X-Men show, man. It's just like a, a B-level order. They almost how many see. Wolverines are in it? Um, how, how, you see how many would I give it? Um, <laughs> um, I, I would say it's three out of three claws. Yeah. Yeah, so far. You got um, Blink, Polaris, Thunderbird. Uh, I think his name is Shatter. You only kind of see the guy, but he's very com- comic accurate. Um, for a second, uh, there's some other characters, that, but those are the kind of the bigger names right off the top. Right. But you get to see him full powers, and they really? say it's set in the X-Men universe. Where the universe? Yeah, yeah. The we're, Ratner universe. Yeah, where Fastbender is yeah. Polaris's father. Um, Do they have a picture of him? No, but they refer to the X-Men and the Brotherhood a lot. They and there's a ton of Easter eggs. You'll love it. There's a scene where this is a new character for the show, but the guy with all the light, the I can't remember his name, Eclipse. His phone rings and it's the '90s X-Men cartoon. Oh, yeah, that's his his ringtone. Uh, they go to a bar that's a mutant bar, and the sign, the you know, the sign is kind of the neon sign is broken. I thought it said beauties only. It said something with an X, but it said X is X bar. You know what I mean? So you just kind of get all these cool uh, Easter eggs. There's a ton more. Actually, they were even just like uh, the outside of the 
weird vault door they have. Totally. Like just, I mean, it's obvious, but it's a big X. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're in a place, I don't know where they are, but they say this is the last place they think we would look. So it seems like it was a former home for mutants and that they go back there. Right. It's already been destroyed. Well, and it's been, yeah, partially destroyed. Yeah. So it might be the old X mansion. Yeah. Cool. So basically they talk about an incident that happens where all the X-Men and the brother get kind of wiped out. So it makes me think of Logan. Is this taking place right after, you know, before we see Logan in Logan, but right when the incident that they reference in Logan happens. So this is happening right after that. To me, that's where it kind of feels. But you never know with the I mean, fucking box. Four. Well, they've already had the incident. So, as of Days of Future... No, it's before Logan. Before Logan, yeah. As of Days of Future Past and Apocalypse, doesn't... Logan wakes up and everything is normal again. Well, so, Logan wakes up in Days of Future Past. At the very end. In 2023, right? Right. This takes place, like, today. Right. See? They haven't really said... I feel so, like it is then. I'm just saying that, like, in his altered timeline, X1 and X2 don't happen anymore, so there's no Alkali Lake. No, there's they no, do. X3 doesn't happen, and the Wolverine doesn't happen. I've read about this a couple of times. X1 and X2 always happen, I think, well, in whatever timeline. Then wouldn't Jean be the Phoenix if X2 happened? She would be... She wouldn't be at the end. No, X3 doesn't happen. Right. Where she becomes a phoenix. Well, I'm just saying, at the end of X2, she sacrificed herself. So if X1... The force may be the incident. Sure, that's true. And we may be seeing that in the next movie that comes out. Because they just filmed... They they just wrapped wrapped production. Yeah. Them and Deadpool 2. That's a good thought. Maybe that's how they're going to tie it in. They tie it in with the new X-Men movie, which is still said, though, in the 90s. Right. Right? They're and jumping from the 80s to the 90s now. I'm worried about it. Because they're like, we want to give a realistic approach to the Phoenix character. It's like, oh, that space entity that infects right. your body <laughs> gives you fantastical flame and mind powers. And they've shown it, kind of. I mean, that's, at least the flame. That's something part. I want to see grounded. I want to see some guy with a gun be able to stop that. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? Hey, you know what? I've played XCOM. <laughs> You can do a lot of shit to aliens. <laughs> Shoot that firebird, boys! Do it for Uncle Sam. <laughs> it's for the world now, man. Yeah. Not just for <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> it it does seem to take place in the X Men movie universe more than Legion does, which they really haven't decided right. where Legion. Well, but also what Legion time? can potentially take place Any. entirely in someone's mind. This is true. Yeah. Shit. It's true. The whole thing. Yeah. Legion's a beautiful, powerful series. Never watched it. Uh, really good. <laughs> watch it. Son of a bitch. Sure it comes back. <laughs> watch it. I just, it's fun. I just, you know what? I've been watching BoJack Horseman and Big Mouth. And Big Mouth is real good, man. It's real fucking hilarious. Yeah. It makes me sad that the hormone monster is not Diedrich Bader, that it's Nick Kroll. Doing a deed, almost dead on Diedrich Bader. I, I hadn't thought about that. Is this that, on Netflix? But I am now a little sad that okay. it's not I saw it on there. Bader. I thought, I was like, fuck yeah, for the first couple of episodes, but it's just Nick Kroll. But he, he's doing a good job. Yeah. Ah, it's super funny. Yeah. Fucking Coach Steve. <laughs> I knocked the wind out of my balls. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so sad. It is so sad. Uh, hey, everybody, it turns out going through hormones is not okay. We never should have done it. Humanity is bad. On but the we're going to make it. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, my God. All right, what do you make about this? Uh, oh, dude, I was going to tell you, you probably appreciate this. I saw that new Jackie Chan movie, The Foreigner. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? It's good. Yeah. You know, you know, you know current events. You I, know, I haven't seen a good martial arts movie in a while, so. Here's the thing about it. It's not really that martial artsy. Can I tell you about it? Like, yeah, can I give no, you some plot don't. points? Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 57 the audience score is an 80. I would even okay, so, wager so, to give it like an A minus. It's way too fucking long. 
but so it's, just, it's got a third act that we shouldn't give a shit about. Well, or maybe a middle act that we shouldn't give a shit about, but yeah. everything else is great. Yeah. So basically, what happens is that Jackie Chan is like a he's foreigner. A, he's a widower and lives, a widower. He's a widower. Great. He's a. Uh, I believe he's from China. So he's a Chinese expat living in London with his daughter. And the movie starts out where he picks her up from school and takes her to like this dress shop because there's only two dresses in town to get for the prom or whatever, the dance. And it's just him just being like... Well, London's tiny, so I get it. He's, it's just him being like a widower dad trying to take the best care of his daughter that he can. And she goes into this dress shop, and then it fucking ex- like he tries to he tries to move into a parking spot, and he gets in a wreck with this dude that's trying to back into the parking spot. And as they're getting out to solve this, this fucking car in front of the dress shop explodes and it kills his daughter and every like people inside. Somehow it doesn't kill him though. And then Liam Neeson. And he Liam Neeson's it, man. He fucking goes catatonic. He wants. He tries to bribe government officials to give him the names of the people that did it. And Pierce Brosnan is. Uh, Yo, hold up. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan's in it, and he's really good. <laughs> Dude, I. It made me think about uh, history's lamest James Bond. Oh man, you don't like Pierce Brosnan? Jeff, what do you think about okay. Pierce Brosnan, James Bond? I thought. Here's my thing with that one. There was so much expectation for it that I think it's like they did it too late. You know what I mean? Because it was when he was doing the Remington Steel kind of years. There was like it's, it was going to happen, and it just kind of didn't happen. And it was just like by the time they finally got to it, it just it felt kind of forced. And he, he was good, but I don't know. He's not. He's definitely not my top. I mean, two or, he's definitely not even a top three. I don't think he was my James Bond. Like growing yeah. up, yeah. Well, because I was like, yeah, I'm, well, I'm a little older. Some Roger Moore was kind of my guy. Yeah, as far as not my favorite, just the one of the movies I saw. But going back, a hundred percent Roger Moore. You just, when you think of James Bond first, you think of Pierce no, Brosnan. I, I think of Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. I think of Sean Connery. Obviously. Yeah. But like, although, man, Daniel Craig is fucking great. I don't know. Yeah. Jesus, man. He's, oh, he's probably the best. James the best. Bond. Yeah. Even though he uh, said that he hated filming the last one so much, he's back for another one. Well, that money. That well, Bond money. And I haven't seen the last one. Was it good? Uh, Spectre? Was yeah, I'm waiting to buy it. You can get the box set kind of really cheap now on Blu ray, like every fucking movie. Every Craig Bond? All of them. I love no, the no, no. Royale. Every no, when no. When he loses those bear bonds, I'm like, you fucking idiot! No, all the Bond movies. You can get like every Bond movie in a Blu-ray box for like seventy bucks, eighty bucks. So I want to get all of them. <laughs> I just want one of those bear bond chips. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I like that you're mad about the bear bonds. <laughs> I've never had a rectangle representing like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> I want that's and he's so flippant about it. That's taxpayer money, James, you fucking idiot. <laughs> the Roger Moore ones were fun. They were fun. So, damn right, I'm gonna be pissed. I don't know why she's Peter Frampton from that episode <laughs> of The Simpsons. <laughs> damn right, I'm pissed. Sonic Youth in my cooler. <laughs> Did Roger Moore do the most? More than he did more? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh... I mean, he's in, like, what? Eight or nine of them. Is Pierce Brosnan not your favorite James Bond because of that weird thing he said in GoldenEye? Where Trevelyan's trying to tell him. He's like, last call, James. Close it up. And James is like, buy me a pen. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) He's not a bad one. I just, I don't know. No, he's, they're all good James Bond. Timothy Dalton was a very underrated James Bond. George Lazenby was a good I mean, he's the finest Bond. (laughs) Well, long story short, Pierce Brosnan is in this movie, The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. It's a good movie. Did you watch it? No, I think I have seen that. It just came out. Oh, that's the new one with Jackie Chan. The other day. I'm thinking another, oh no, I'm thinking, um, anyway, go ahead. Um, but so Pierce Brosnan works for like the Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, that's it. Is that? No. It's that show on ABC Family. <laughs> what the Super, Cop. Super Cop. Oh God. Super Cop. Super Cop meets up with Time Cop. The show that I just envisioned 
on ABC that's called Super Cop was not okay. <laughs> Coming up after Full House, it's Super Cop. Big balding Super Cop. <laughs> Just nothing but punching minorities. Oh no! Oh god. How poignant in these weird times we live in. With unchecked militarized police. Well, that's a, yeah. to touch back on the on the where we started <laughs> mine on Minehunter. That's a weird thing that they touch on is they try to kind of play on tr- what's going on with Trump. But it's oh the yeah, 70s. no, they, they, but it's they, but it, it's Nixon. Is it Nixon at this point? Uh, Who's the president? They talk shit about Nixon. I think mm-hmm. technically it's. Yeah, uh, it was three. Maybe Carter. Yeah, Carter. I think so. Just. But they, they just kind of make fun of the no, but, uh, of Trump happening. I mean, they yeah. kind of just t- start talking about it. When sociopaths become president, and she's like, "Well, they're all sociopaths." Mm. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, no, it's I gotta uh, watch it. But it's a crazy, like, deep show. I think uh, I don't. I don't know if they intended it to be that way, but they're definitely talking about toxic masculinity. Talking about the president. They're talking about. Uh, the way that we view crime, all the it's there's a lot of shit going on. Oh shit! Yeah, bro. Damn. Damn, indeed. Speaking of toxic masculinity, there was a lot of fighting in the foreigner. <laughs> there was a lot. Well, I mean, like, I just no, you did see that. If you were going, I feel like that's positive yeah, masculinity. Okay. Well, Somebody's right. got to hit someone. Well, that's a given. <laughs> But um, if you're going in expecting kung fu, Jackie Chan plays this Chinese expat living in London who you find out through the sequence of events that he has like army training because Pierce Brosnan works for the Irish government and the bombing in London at the beginning of the movie was done by some IRA splinter group that's radicalized and Pierce Brosnan's trying to find out who it is but also trying to cover up something. And Jackie Chan goes to his office to get the names of the people that did the London bombing, who Pierce Brosnan is tangentially tied to. And uh, so he's got to cover it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but through this whole like weird web, Jackie Chan, you find out, has like some sort of secret training during Vietnam that was given to him by the American government. So he's a Chinese expat living in London with American military training that he's like a fucking... He's like an he's like if a it's Navy like a SEAL. Build the title. Yeah. He's like <laughs> Chinese expat living in London. <laughs> With American <laughs> military training. Secret military training. Day of the, front. the dead man walking. Uh, and I am with nail. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But he like sets traps and basically baits Pierce Brosnan into finding out who the splinter cell in the IRA was that carried out the terrorist attack that killed his daughter. And uh, he like hides out in the woods for like a real long part about it. But there's this part where this dude trips on a wire and bashes his face into a fucking rock. And then Jackie Chan is laying under a blanket with a bunch of leaves like glued onto it. And he fucking puts the blanket around the guy and covers him up so his friends can't see. So this dude is like carrying this big ass fucking military hunting rifle. He trips, bashes his head into the rock. Jackie Chan's hiding under this blanket and goes and like disappears him real quick. And eventually he it, it culminates where he finds this this radicalized group of four men and a woman in this apartment, and he uh, they're directly responsible for the bombing that killed his daughter, and he gets sweet sweet vengeance. I recommend it. <laughs> I was gonna watch it anyway, but <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Spoilers. I'm sorry. I'm not worried. I I kind of figured. Uh, it was going to be a movie about fights. <laughs> I don't know if he does all of his own stunts anymore, though. He's pretty old now, I mean, man. man. Yeah. Dude's in his 60s. I mean, if not older. If he's doing he's, his own stunts where he's getting shot and thrown around in the fucking woods, then more power to him. 
Well, there's a part in there that's like, yep, his legs are probably broken. He just rolled down a fucking hill in the, like, uh, Irish forest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a forest in Ireland. <laughs> I don't know. Just, it's a little just, surly. Just, They're a little more surly <laughs> than most forests. Irish forest. It's a forest in Ireland. <laughs> Why is it? If the bell shits in the woods. That's how you tune up your Christopher Walken mm-hmm. impersonation. Irish forest. It's a forest in Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we gotta talk about uh, what was that? The Justice League thing. Right. Posted earlier Crap. today. Uh, the DC says that Zack Snyder's vision was not necessarily their own. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so they're just handing it over to Joss Whedon, right? Joss Whedon. Great. Joss Whedon. We found someone who played ball. That's not what they said, is it? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm looking at the quote right now. I was like, oh, shit. That's some... Uh, Way to talk to you guys. Okay, they said, this is the actual quote. Um, uh, this is by, what's his name? Reisman? Reisman? Not sure this is. Anyway. Uh, Reisman al Ghul. Yeah, Reisman al Ghul. says, uh, that was actually a quote that didn't show up in the finished piece, but that Diane Nelson gave me. Quote, it was to the effect of we are a director-driven place and Zack Snyder had a vision that didn't necessarily sync up with that of our vision of these characters, but we respect that he wanted to go for that and that's part of our philosophy. Uh, Whatever that means, sounds like uh, things weren't copacetic between Zack Snyder and DC. So they were like, we wanted to play ball and Zack didn't want to. So the couple of things, Jared Leto, the couple of the new things as far as that goes, Jared Leto praised the Suicide, Squ- Suicide Squad 2 director, but he's unsure if he'll ever play the Joker again. Thank God. Um, oh, my various gods. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's uh, not too much else out there. I'm just ready for Thor. I'm yeah, freaking man. super excited. It's so close. You're so far away. Goddamn good. So good. The and what? now they're saying, uh, they, it was earlier reported that it's going to be the shortest of the Marvel movies, but then I saw yesterday they're saying it's going to be the longest of the Thor movies, so that kind of rules out it being the shortest uh, of the other movies. But uh, what else? Not seeing too much else. A lot of stuff is wrapping up. Deadpool 2 just finished um, rap production. We already mentioned and Dark Phoenix is rap production. So, yeah, man, lots of shit coming. I thought this was fun. I haven't seen it. It. Uh, it deleted scene that was deemed too disturbing for theatrical release. Saw Pennywise eat a baby. Oh. So look for that on your Blu ray oh, special. Like, uh, like from Anthropophagus. Oh, baby eating. I haven't seen it. It is. If you've never seen the Italian film Anthropophagus or Anthropophagus 2000, the remake. Is that from the same director of Solo? No, it is not. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with the Italian auteurs? Look, there was a really good period of Italians making movies. (laughs) Fellini, Berlucci. Rigatoni, Rigatoni Spaghetti. I do. Rigatoni Spaghetti is actually the fake name. Rigatoni Spaghetti. No one directed a porno scene quite like Rigatoni Spaghetti. He was saucy. He was saucy. Oh boy! I do have a last. I might be having too much fun. One, yeah. Oh my god! One piece of uh, Star Wars kind of information. Oh, fun, geeky Jeff shit. Uh, I wasn't a huge reader of the Dark Horse comics, but there are uh, there were two characters that were kind of had their own series back in the day of Dark Horse. Uh, their names were Tag and Bink. They yeah, were, I don't know who that is. Yeah, they were Imperial officers. Um, I, I assume kind of like Deadpool and what's the other guy, Steve or whatever, the uh, Agent Hydra, Bob, Hydra, Hydra Bob. Bob. I think they were kind of that, you know, kind of these Hydra agents. For Han Solo? But Tag and Bink are both going to be in Han Solo. Ron Howard put a picture on uh, Twitter showing uh, two characters, one being... Um, 
One of them is actually John Kasdan, uh, writer of nice. some of the Star Wars stuff. But so are they Imperial officers? Yeah, they, they, so they're, or they could be undercover. I don't know how it's going to work in they're this. They're touching on how Yeah, because here in this picture from an old Dark Horse comic. Yeah, maybe. They're hanging out with Chewie in this old Dark Horse like picture they got there. But uh, the guy who created it, hashtag holy crap, Ron Howard just made my comic official canon. Thanks, Ron. And this is from Kevin Rubio, I guess the creator of uh, the two characters. So pretty cool. I just hope that this Han Solo movie has Ron Howard doing the uh, narration, kind of like in Arrested Development. <laughs> this is a story about a smuggler and his dog. I would think it's a dog and a smuggler. I always keep saying that Chewie's the one that's in charge of everything. Yeah, I know. I do feel like Chewie's yeah. probably. And part of me thinks, because I know we're wrapping up, but even in The Force Awakens, when they're like, oh, the smuggler? Oh, the, the war general? And they have to look at Chewie. And Chewie's just like, I, whatever you want him to be. I, he's my dog. I don't, whatever you think he is, that's fine. Yeah, he you know what I mean? people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He <laughs> these people. So Chewie's just like, I don't care. I don't, whatever he Chewie's stubs out his cigarette. Yeah, whatever. It's my fucking yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One more thing. I know it's, we're running kind of long, but... That's all right. Uh, we're not, actually. We're running. we're running on the money. Right on the money, baby. Ooh. They don't call me the magic man for nothing. They don't know because you have shit up your sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. think about Actual that song shit. by heart, Magic Man? It's about a girl that's in love with like a magician. A weird like Vegas a, dude? <laughs> yeah, like an actual top hat magician that wears gloves all the time. I want to reshoot. the Magic Man, mama. <laughs> we should reshoot that video for the, uh, for the 24-hour film fest. You can be the Magic Man. <laughs> yeah, it gets me flowers from nothing, Mama. You can't say he's not a good man. <laughs> he's just got, like, filthy, long, blonde hair and like a mustache. And, like Gross. steps out of a piece of shit Chevy. Hey, girl. That's a uh, that's a uh, Mars that's Volta. His top hat and the <laughs> That's a Mars Volta video. I swear to God, from back in the day. I want to see Very it. disturbing. Yeah. A musician. Yeah. Out of a rusted out shitbox Chevy and then unflop a fucking top hat and put it on. <laughs> and the reason he's a magic man is because he first puts the Chevy back in the head. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, he sweeps right. it right in there. Oh shit. What a fun time to be alive. Yes, it is. Uh, the reason I wanted to hold up and say one more thing is because there's that confirmation of that Gambit movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got a release date. Got a director, I think. I'm trying um, to find it again. Uh, I did read something else, but I mean, obviously Channing Tatum is going to be Gambit. Right. I feel they're going to totally tie it into the Deadpool kind of side they, of things. They have they to. Have to. The, the balance, Channing Tatum and Ryan Reynolds might be pretty fun, I mean, together. They have good I, comedic timing. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Kingsman 2 yet, but I, I wonder how funny... I hated the first one. So you did? Yeah. It kind of turned me off. His name was it Eggsy. turned me off. I don't know something about it. I just at one point I was into it a little bit, and then I was just like, nope. It, it kind of reminded me of the first time I watched the original Tomb Raider for some reason. Like I was into it for a couple minutes, and I was just like, fuck this movie, I'm out. I can see that. I don't know why. I think it was the Abuda that came alive and started attacking people in the original Tomb Raider. I was like, that's not what they do. I think just a giant Buddha would wake up and just sit there. I don't know if it would. Well, he wouldn't try to kill Laura Croft. Things. Yeah, that's true. Would anyone uh, wake up? Totally. He's he's already found the place he needs to be. Speaking of James Bond, his contemplation. <laughs> Is that where we're at? It's about that we, time. I, I kind of still want to do a two-hour episode. Let's do it. Let the other guy. Well, no, they let the other guys tomorrow night do another hour. Yeah. All right. We'll do two hours. They do one hour. <laughs> That's three. All right. Well, <laughs> to close out the show, uh, as always, for the 9,994th time, a tweet from unofficial father sponsor of Woodhead Chevy's Bond, George Lazenby. The fork was once as decadent as the heated steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see that guy? He's got him on one of them forks, he does. Might be a man, man. He can't eat steering and take your eye out with it. 
Speaking of stew, everybody, uh, make sure you get down to Sexy Pizza for the stew pizza. Go down there and ask them for it. It's a new thing they got going what on. What is it? I'm Wait, just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Stew pizza. I don't know. I, well, that was about to blow my mind. Uh, it could be a real thing, actually. Chunks of potato, carrots, little, I don't know. No, uh, you so want to get nuts? Stew. No, just stew that's dumped on top of pizza dough, and that's stew pizza. The bread bowl. That's the, what that is a bread bowl. It's like an open face, an open face pot pie. We're on to something here. We need it. We may. We're going to end this podcast and just start a food truck, everybody. It's yeah. going to be amazing. Broadcast, broadcast stews. Where would that be? I don't know. Broadcast um, meats. Broadcast meats. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't know. As always, go to sexbotcomedy.com and check out our podcasts, all the other kick ass podcasts in and around town. Whiskey and cigarettes with our own Jake Becker. Cartoons and comedy, our own Chris Christopher Baker. Um, who may be on part two tomorrow. We'll see if they do a part two. Uh, this has been a sex pot comedy joint. Collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalitvari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with technical support from Isaac Miller. Every day at sexpopcomedy.com or at a show near you. Until next time, be well, friends.